This episode of the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast is brought to you by TFC Productions. Two Fit Crazy Productions, TFC Productions, that's our production company helping people with their podcasts. Increase your brand, grow your business by creating your very own podcast, and we are here to help you every step of the way. You do not have to do all the work. We do a lot of it for you. This podcast is also brought to you by ContiFit.com. Get the best online training, the best in arthritis, in let's face it together, facial fitness and rehabilitation, all sorts of functional fitness training at your fingertips. That's ContiFit.com. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. Uh, virtual health coaching sessions and corporate wellness programs, all the information at high5healthandfitness.com. It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Fun one today, Christine. It is. Happy December, by the way. Thank you very much. It's my favorite month. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Why my, an it's important my birth anniversary month. Birth anniversary. Christmas. Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, anniversary. (laughs) There's so much to celebrate this month. And today we are celebrating the amazing Sally Kolksma. She's so fun. Awesome. She's got a a very unique skill that she's, uh, you know, and events that she likes to do. First of all, she is a freaking warrior survivor, like lost her husband to cancer. She got, what, multiple uh, myeloma. Like, she has battled. Stem cells. Oh, my replacement gosh. And chemotherapy and all these things. Okay, so Wawa, she doesn't even like, she won't even say that. Because she is like a master stair climber. Stair climber, not one of those like things you see in the gym, yeah, like no, no, you know no. those stair climbers. Mm-hmm. We get a story about that, no yeah. doubt about it, because <laughs> really they can't compare to like the Empire State Building, like the CN Tower, the Eiffel Tower, the Eiffel Tower, the Stratosphere in Vegas, all those things, Dallas, and on and on and on and on. She's climbing, and when you climb, you don't just use your legs, right? You use your arms mm-hmm. and you pull on those handrails. Coming up and down, you know, coming up those stairs. You don't go down. They go up. Yeah, and you're going to hear about the underground world (laughs) of stair climbing today, (laughs) which is, it really is like an underground, you know, not cult, but, you know, like you've got runners, you've got your triathletes, you've got, you know, your cyclists. Like this is, this is a sport and it's no joke. Intriguing. How do you train? You got to get into the building. How do you get in the building? Sometimes you got to sneak in, you guys, you know? Sometimes you got to have someone stand watch. Pretend like you're couples and <laughs> coming out of the gym and things or like that. You're going to go train. I mean, people think, "Hey, oh, you guys are going for if you talk to a runner and like if you ask Brian or I like, "Oh, did you go for a run today?" Yeah, I just did like a 10-miler. Like people are like, "Oh, just 10 miles." <laughs> yeah, right? Really? Don't well, ever put just in front right, of that. Right. You can't do that. But as a runner, we're kind of, okay, well, Sally's going to talk about, oh, well, sometimes I'll go and I'll train like a 75-story building. And the two of us are like, oh, <laughs> wow, that that sounds intense. But it's it's a different world. And it's really cool. There's so many awesome, I want to say, like physical feats out there that sometimes you don't think about. 
and this is really cool. And it, it is. It's very. It's you know. It's 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 unique. It's intriguing. Sally's got a fantastic story. You know that includes the can- in, in cancer and her cancer and her family and genetic, uh, you know, tracking on their kids and and all sorts of stuff that we'll get into. But when you hear the passion and the way that she speaks about climbing stairs and climbing buildings and you know stair racing and and, and all these things, it's like. You know you that this it. is what puts the tick in her clock, you know? It's the tick and the talk. And, uh, you know, it's just really, like, really cool just to hear her talk shop a bit. Um, and I got a kick out of it, and I know Christine did too. So, Oh, I uh, love it. Yeah, you guys are really going to And she just- has a book. We cannot say this, all right? So make sure um, she actually has a book out, Life Gets in the Way, and there's much more to it as well. But it is out everywhere. She's going to talk Barnes about and that. And um, the one thing we get into, too, is she says stairs were her salvation. I love that saying. Love it. And if that's not enough, she challenged Todd Dirk, and oh, former geez. guest of the show, TD, to a uh, one-arm push-up contest on a podcast episode on his show recently. So we get into that, too. We got Sally's back. TD, we love you, but, you know, Sally's our girl. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you I know. bite ankles. <laughs> I'm an ankle biter. you got to watch me sometimes. <laughs> we'll take you out dude um so uh yeah just uh lots of fun here we you're gonna love this there's lots of energy on this show today and uh we hope you enjoy this as much as we did two for crazy in a microphone podcast here we go Christine Conte. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. You know where it's at, Brian? Yeah. Um, we have an amazing guest on the show. Little fireball of energy. And um, Sally Kuxma. We are so pumped to talk to you today. How are you? I'm excellent. How are you two doing? Fantastic. Uh, Sally's known for her one arm push ups. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes she stair climbs. A few other things <laughs> along the way. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. We have a, we travel around the world in this show, but we are back in Jersey right now on the East Coast. Where are you located? I am at the Jersey Shore. Okay. Yes. But I know I am so close to that TV show, The Jersey Shore, but it seems like a million miles away. I am uh, on the Toms River, a little town called Pine Beach, Uh and it's about five miles from Seaside, but it's a cute little quaint seaside town. That's where I'm at. I can hit a rock from to Pine Beach right now, right? Almost. Where are you? We're we're in Wall, but I live in Brick, and so does Christine. Oh, yeah. Now we know. Pine Beach, known for its 5K, which uh, always is done in the roasting hot summertime, right? Well, 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 you say known for its 5K. (laughs) Yeah, let's go. Talk about it. Who designed the course and was the first course director? Come on. Sally, Sally, this ain't my first rodeo. Yeah, I know who did that. (laughs) 
Uh, she's known for her one arm push ups <laughs> <laughs> and a few other things that we'll get into in this conversation. Now, Brian listen, we, we does have- his research. If you like running statistics, I don't know where he pulls these out from sometimes, but you know, like it's so we all have our strengths. So here, here's here's the deal. Little background. Um, right. Sally, I've been meaning to get you on the show for a very long time. We have many mutual friends. Uh, shout out to uh, so many. I don't even know where to start. Let's start with Diane D'Alavera. Shout out oh, to Diane. Diane. All right. Okay. I'm starting to sweat when you said mutual friends. No, 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 no. Nothing I can hold against you. Diane don't worry is about someone it. I've run after on so many races since I started running like a decade ago. I'd see Diane at the beginning of a start line and I'd be like, there's Diane. I just need to keep her in my radar. She, I just need to see her, and I know I'm doing well. Oh, that's fantastic <laughs> that you can still see her in a race. Yeah. Shout I, out. I see like afterwards, hey, how you doing? But that's Shout fantastic. out to the Bellas. Diane's got yeah. a great thing going for her. And I've actually donned the pink singlet uh, oh. and run a race in the Bellas gear twice. Once was a cross-country really? event. Yeah, 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 yeah. She recruited me. Um, she's good at that. Yeah, she's like, I need somebody to run a cross country meet, you know, this, and, you know, and, I, and we'd run for Team Bella in motion. Uh, I have a pink singlet that I wear, and it's like a V neck, like it's not cut for men at all, um, as none of her, you know, her crew is, is women. I'm sure you looked stunning. No, it's awesome. And I actually have it for when my kids are saying, I don't have anything to wear. I'm just not going, I'm not going to school. And I say, okay, I got something for you. You want to wear this to school? Uh, my three boys, they don't want to go with the low cut pink. <laughs> Tech top. Um, they, they get dressed in a hurry when I bust that out. Um, but you've also worn the purple singlet, which I have as well, which is runners. Hi, those are my people over there too. That's that's who I first started climbing under was uh, runners. High. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So shout out to Craig Siegel, my homeboy. Um, and and honestly, that you're somebody that I've wanted to get on the show for a long, long time. We've been doing the show for you know nearly four you're years. Welcome. And and yeah, I know. Um, I'm here. And, and, you know, mostly because of your, your, uh, you know, success and all your accolades in climbing tall buildings, uh, via stairs. And, uh, you know, of course your stories, everybody's stories continues and continues and it goes and goes and goes. And you've got a whole lot going on in your life and you've been through a whole lot. And, uh, well, let's just say we'll get into it all, but I'm, I'm just happy to have you on the show. Thank you. I am delighted to be here. So do you want to hear, do you want to hear this then? Cool. So Sally, I didn't, obviously I didn't know cause apparently you didn't share this entire thing that you had going on, Brian. I know everybody. Right. And so I go out, I don't know how many months ago it was. And I just was kind of like, I'm going to go for a jog. I had to clear my head and I'm like, oh, I'm going through my podcast. I'm like, oh, you know, Todd's a friend of the show. And I, I'm like, oh, I'll just click on this one. It was like, you're going to, this person's like amazing and whatever. I'm like, okay, you know what? Let's see who this is. And I click it and it's Sally. And I'm like, who is this? And I'm running <laughs> and I'm running and I'm running. And I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, th- I'm like, she lives in New Jersey. Like she's close to us. I'm like, why have we not had her on the show? I mean, we have Todd. Yeah, yay, Todd. Okay. But I'm like, Sally. You know, I'm like, holy. I just was blown away by your story and your resilience and all of it. And that's what we, we, our mission of our podcast is to, you know, yes, we talk about health and fitness and nutrition and wellness, but it's about inspiration and resilience. And, and it's, 
we are we have a platform where we could share stories like yours. And, you know, when I heard about, you know, your book and what you've been through, our listeners need to hear your story. And it's funny when I reached out to you, Brian's like, yeah, um, that's Sally. And I'm like, well, all right. Well, now she's going to be on the show. So there. Good job, so, Christine. You read my mind. So let's let's start. Let's go back. Let's go back. So there's there's so many layers to this. And. Now, you are now being, you know, featured. You have a book. Let's start with the book. What is it called and what was the purpose? Okay. The book is Life Gets in the Way, Powering Through Adversity with Grit and Grace. It really is all about life getting in the way. I just started writing my memoirs when I was very young. I've been a lifelong runner. So I started, well, first I started a diary as a little girl, and then it turned into, you know, I'm going to show my age, the Runner's World um, journal that they used to give out with the subscription to Runner's World magazine. And you just start writing down what you did. And then when I got into college, I got real cool and I got the Cosmopolitan Cosmo Girl Diary. (laughs) You're shaking your head, you know. And so I've always kept my memoirs, whether it was what I did for a workout or how I was feeling in my life. And over the course of time, I had enough to compile to make a book. I wasn't planning on making this book when I shared some of the things I wrote. They said, oh, we want that. We want your memoirs. And I was like, you don't want my children's book? And they're like, no. And I was like, what about my fiction? Isn't it really funny? And they're like, "Ah, we want your memoirs. So then I compiled them so that it was let's say reader friendly, you know, just wasn't like ran five miles, felt great, went out with my friends to the bar, you know, it wasn't like that. You know, I had to really give it some thought what was going through my life at the time and put it all together. So you could see how what was going on in my life mimicked my running or vice versa. You know, when things are going bad in your life, I'm not going to say you run better. If you've noticed when things are going bad in your life, you take it out on running Mm -hmm. or whatever sport you're doing and you excel. Unfortunately, (laughs) that happens. I have seen numerous women, unfortunately, go through divorces or bad relationships and all of a sudden they're like winning races. Right. You know, that's what they're doing. So um, you can see in this book how you could tell what was going on in my head, in my life, by my running and vice versa. And it's all about life getting in the way and overcoming it. And when I had the worst in my life hit me, I turned to stair climbing because that's all there were, were some stairs. And um, it saved me. I know that sounds really crazy. You know, some people get a horse and that horse saves them or, you know, therapy. I had a stairwell in, in downtown Tom's River, you know, five stories, you know, that saved me. <laughs> and, and, and tell, and it doesn't surprise me. You said, you know, that may surprise you. It may sound great. I, I mean, that's always been a thing. Uh, old dear friend, Tony Plaster and his infinite wisdom has said to me, uh, yeah. ne- never, never race a guy who recently got divorced. He'll win. 
<laughs> right? If you hear that they're getting divorced, yeah, he says they're going to have a monster season. Just look, uh, you know, infinite wisdom from Tony. Um, so, uh, so, so tell us the, the stairwell, um, obviously a working, it was a working situation. Uh, you know, you, it was at your work building or home. What? Well, yes, it was, as you know, I was the race director of the Pine Beach 5k, <laughs> you know, started that event. I had this great life. I worked part-time for the borough of Pine Beach, facilitating their events. And when my late husband got very sick, I needed a full-time job. I had the part-time job with the barrel, but I needed a full-time job with benefits. So, you know, a few little political connections in Ocean County, they slid me, <laughs> they slid me over to the Board of Elections. Um, so thankful. Love my job. Love the people I work with. But I sit in a basement. Right. Okay. That's what I do from eight to four thirty. I have I have an ex, I have a big stability ball I sit on, but I sit in a basement. Okay, that's it. Now, um, my one when my husband passes, a month after I'm at the job, uh, I don't have time to work out in the morning or after because my twins are in high school and you know I got to go to their sports, tennis, football. It's the fall, and um, what I did was. At lunchtime, I would go on the stairs. I would just take the stairs up and down. Now I don't go down anymore. Take the elevator because of the impact. Because, you know, I learned all this. But I would just do a stair workout. I would just say, okay. And then as I did have more time, I was like, wow, this is really firming up the butt. I'm feeling (laughs) it here. And uh, I started doing it harder after work when I had time. You know, racing. When you're doing it at lunch, you don't want to sweat too much. You only have 30 minutes. You sure. got to get back to, you know, sitting down in the basement. But as um, I had more time, if my twins didn't have anything after school that day and whatever, I would go and race harder in the stairwell or go into the parking garage and race in the parking garage. So, yeah, that's uh, that's how it got started. And then there was more adversity that hit my life. As you know, you know, I also was diagnosed with cancer right before my husband passed. So it was dealing with that and get mad and angry, like not so much why me. There's so many other people out there with so much worse, you know, situations. But you're just angry, like, you know, you just want to you know, demolish it, you know, you just have all this pent up anger and you can't turn to alcohol. You can't turn to drugs. You can't take it out on anybody. So you just pound it on the stairs. Right. And then I found out two of my three children had the same genetic disorder that their father did. Hmm. That's how it passed. And then they needed surgery. Oh man. I, I'm, I'm surprised there's any stairs left. You know? <laughs> you know, I was just like pounding it. And I, I couldn't believe how I could get up to the top. Like there was one, I say in my book, I got the facts. Um, the, um, they sent it to me. They shouldn't have, but I'm really good at manipulating. Like uh, mm-hmm. I've been doing it since the age of 18 when I met my husband and he had his first tumor, you know, manipulating the healthcare system. And I got the facts instead of the doctor and I read it and I just immediately, I left the office and I hit the stairs and went for the roof because I was so mad and I was screaming at my late husband at the top of the roof, you know, you are not taking my children. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So the stairs, you know, that was my salvation at lunchtime and after work. I, 
It was dark out. It didn't matter. I could run in the stairs. You know, if it was cold, I could do the indoor stairs. And it was so quick. You get changed right at 430. You're done working out by 5, 515. You know, it, and you get a good workout. I was going to um, say, and a workout. Yeah. And then as um, I started training more and I started doing races, I started going into the city and hooking up with friends who could get me into buildings or sneak into buildings, I should say. <laughs> and we would do 45, 65, 75 story buildings, you know, repetitions and workouts. So that's what we did. And my little crazy group of stair climbing friends, my stair siblings, step siblings. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> so so tell us about that world. I mean, we're, we're both, uh, you know, athletes. We both run races. We both run the big marathons. We run the small 5Ks, the Pine Beach 5K and <laughs> things like that. Uh, you know, we, we, so we've got some experience. We do and, get some crazy stuff. And our listeners do too. What, what's, that, what's that world like? What's the world yeah. of stair racing like? It's a, it's like a little underground world, I'll have to say. Now, those that live in big cities are very fortunate that they have stairwells like that to train on. You know, in Ocean County, the tallest thing we have is, you know, the parking garage, right. which five floors. But those that live in 20, 30, 40-story buildings, they have it made. But... So I would go in and I would meet up with friends. And sometimes we wouldn't always do their stairwells. We would sometimes find buildings that we knew we could get into, not saying which hotels, (laughs) we swipe or or how to, you know, manipulate it. But uh, yeah, so we would go in and we would train. We'd say, okay, we're meeting at such and such hotel at this time. And we'd be in the lobby like we're staying there, having our water bottle, like we just got back from a run, go up the stairs, come down the elevator. People would see us all sweaty. We pretend we were couples or like, oh, yeah, we just got back from the gym or whatever. Yeah, there's a whole underground world to it that um, – <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's like, you know, like a little – It's like a thrill. Yeah. Ooh, I like this. It is. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes we would be in buildings we were allowed to, whether they lived there um, a friend of my late husband was friends with the head of security for um, three and four World Trade Centers, so I could legitimately train there. Right. They were so nice to me at the height, you know, of my stair climbing before COVID, that I could go in there once or twice a month and actually train on a seventy-five story building. You know, with a view of the Freedom Tower, it was amazing. So it wasn't all about sneaking around. (laughs) (laughs) Outlaws, outlaws, stair climbers. All right. So how about the races? What uh, you know, give us some, uh, give us some of the highlights. What are the, uh, what are the big races? I guess Empire State Building's always been the the big one, right? Yeah, that's like iconic because it's the oldest stair climb in the world, and of course, you know, it's such a famous building how many how many stories how many how many how many flights on that one right let me give you a little tutorial here okay there's flights and there's stories which is floors okay now when you hear somebody did 10 flights that can mean they did as much as four floors or as little as you know two or three because a flight goes up and that's it and then there's a landing and then it turns and goes up and that's the second flight. So you could have two, three, four flights before you hit one floor. Okay. 
got it. So Understood. You hear somebody say, oh, I did 50 flights. It's like, big deal. You might have only done 10 to, you know, 25 floors. Okay. So, <laughs> floors. Um, the Empire, uh, 86 floors. Wow. Okay. 86 top grueling floors because that building is so old it wasn't built to code the codes we have now so the stairs are very steep okay world trade center piece of cake even though it's 105 floors the stairs are very low it's built to code the only benefit of the empire is it's narrow and you can use both handrails to pull you up like cross country skiing or, you know, pulling with newer buildings where it's wide stairwells. You have to do a hand over hand. Like you're, you're going up a rope hand over hand. Right. With your kind of going in, you know, the opposite motion. So that's, that's how you would climb. So the older buildings I find are a little tougher because they're so steep, but, um, the new buildings, you know, I, I'm not going to say they're easy. 105 floors is not easy because you are going super hard. You, you know, some people say, Oh, this building's only like 35 floors. I'm like, yeah, but we're going to go faster. So it is going to be hard. Absolutely. You know, it's going to be tough. It's like, you know, sometimes I feel a 5k is harder than a 10 miler, mm-hmm. right? You no, know, 10 miles, just get in your zone and you're going, but no 5K, doubt about it. I almost feel like I'm sprinting now because I can't sprint anymore. So a 5K feels like a sprint to me. Like, uh. um, so yeah, so that's it. I mean, I've done, and you also have towers. I've done the Eiffel Tower. Okay. Now that is just straight up forever. And then it turns straight up forever. There's, there's barely any landings except for, you know, when the tower goes straight across and you have to go up the other angle. Um, CN Tower no landings. You're, it's almost spiral going up the CN Tower. <laughs> and let's see. Uh, there's other towers I've done. Um, the one out in Vegas. Stratosphere. Okay. Yeah, the flat tower. Yeah. Doesn't really have any landings. It, it just kind of has a quick turn because there's no floors. It's a tower. So that one goes by steps. They can't say floors. It's steps because it's a tower. It doesn't have a floor where you get off and you know, go to an office building or bathroom. It's it's just a tower. Understood. So, so they're all different and they're all a lot of fun. They're all, I say fun because you get the high at the top. It's not fun going up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like running. Running isn't fun. A race is not fun, right? You can't say a race is fun unless you're doing like Spring Lake in the back and having a beer as you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Am I right? No, Am I right? No. The, yeah. we, always, we, we had a guy on the podcast a few months ago, and he says that, uh, you know, you don't like exercise. You don't like it at all. Oh, that was he funny. Said, he, says, he says, as a matter of fact, you hate it. He says what you like is the result that you feel, the feeling you get from exercising. That's what you like. Uh, but the actual, uh, you know, and uh, he's talking to us, and yeah, we're like, we're like what we love. <laughs> no, we don't love it. We do. We I, and I understand what you're saying yeah. completely about about how you know some it's of these hard. Some hard of these yeah, really hard. You, it's really hard. But you get up to the top, and this is what I like about stair climbing more than any other sport. You get to the top, and it's almost like you're really high. I don't know if it's the altitude or the fact that you're looking down at the little cars and they look like ants and you're like, yeah, I did this without an elevator, you know, and yeah, you, you're feeling all pumped about yourself and everybody else is, but 
it's it's great. It's great. I mean, I've had altitude problems out in Vegas because I wasn't acclimated enough before I did uh, the stratosphere and I needed oxygen, but that was a high. That's <laughs> <I passed laughs> great out. But yeah, um, it's it's all about getting up there, and then afterwards, we all go out. Yeah, we all have our drinks and go out to eat, and you know, it, it's fun. It's, it's a, a party lot. crew. I I can see that. It, I could definitely we see that. Siblings, and sure, we may be racing against each other, but we all know, like, because you have to line up in the order of who's the fastest. Okay. Um, that way, the stairwell, other than the Empire, which I'll get into, most races set you off every fifteen seconds, every thirty seconds, so okay. the stairwell doesn't get too crowded. Uh, so it's a they know who the fastest runners are, the race directors, or it's honor system. I'm not going to cut in front of like the number one stair climber in the world. Right. First going up, I'd look like an idiot. But, um, yeah, so, but the empire is different. They set you off in groups of 20 in the hallway, and you race for the door, the door well, or the stairwell, and you fight your way through the door. This was my favorite story on the on the podcast I've, that I've I listened seen to. It. It's a mad dash. And, um, and who, didn't you go with your daughter? Yeah, yeah. So she kicked my butt after that. I can't believe that race was eight years ago. I just got one of those Facebook memories. I'm like, wow. Um, yeah, so we're training, and it was great. What we did was we set up through the Multiple Myeloma Research Foundation, because I have multiple myeloma, that whoever thought the other was going to win, like if you thought I was going to win, you made the donation in my name. If you thought Dana, my daughter, was going to win, you put the donation in her name and we raised almost $12,000 people betting on us. It was great. We had to go in, you know, posting pictures of our muscles, our workouts. Now, let me tell you, she's almost 30 pounds less than me. She's a little thing, five foot two and almost 30 years younger. Okay. No excuses though. Okay. No excuses. But so we get on the starting line. We are sprinting for that door and I know elbows out. You want to get in. Boof, right there. And my daughter's like, Mom, you just elbowed me. I'm like, look, well, she just passed me on that first flight going. I never saw her again. (laughs) That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. You know, if they're going to beat you, they're going to have to try real hard. They're going to have to catch an elbow. Good for you. She she hated every step of it, just like I did my first one. I I said I would never do it again because it was the hardest thing I did in my life. Well, So when I got, um, when I had to go through my stem cell transplant, this is crazy. The empire was actually the night before my transplant. So my daughter, Dana, she took my bib and raced for me. And she's like, mom, I hated every, and she won the coveted MMRF trophy. And she was second in her age group for the whole race and everything else. And she's like, Mom, I hated every step of the way, but I love you, so I did it. I was like, thank you. <laughs> but, yeah, it's not for everybody. My my boyfriend who just snuck by here, I had him do it. He's just like, no, okay, one and done. My sister Joe and her husband, no, one and done. I've, I've got my nephew to do No, no. But they've tried it, so I have to hand it to them. All right. Know, I know two people that are willing to do it, right? Oh, yeah. really? Oh, hell Yeah. And uh, oh, hands okay. raised, and and okay. and look, how how do I? Okay, challenge. 
college. <laughs> How do I? I know? will dra- I will bite Brian's ankles. <laughs> you're gonna have to. Right. You're gonna bite have to catch me first. His w- <laughs> All right. Um, now, how do I know if I'm one and done if I don't do one, right? Right. I've been, right. Right. I've been right. dying to do the the Empire forever. So, like, you know, probably at least for 10 years when it – but I didn't know – I don't – you know, there's – you have to know people or this or that or whatnot. So now that we know you, it's – all right. Well, okay. Yeah, right. And, and I'll give you the racing schedule. Finally, buildings are starting to open up. Let's raise some money for some things, you know? Absolutely. Oh, and that's the thing. They're all for a cause, which is, it's great. It's great. Now, um, I'm still a little leery going into these stairwells with COVID, mm-hmm. but, you know, we'll do what we have to do. There are stadium climbs. I've never been a fan of stadium. I know that's kind of corny. I've never right. been a fan of stadium climbs because I don't believe in running down because it's bad impact on your joints. When you train, you run up, no impact, take the elevator down. Okay. Besides, I don't want to have some idiot trip behind me. I land and there go on my teeth. I like my teeth. <laughs> so, you know, I don't want that to happen. Uh, but um, with buildings not opening up, um, actually, I just signed up for my first stadium climb. Uh, it is Saturday, March 19th in Pittsburgh. Okay. So I'm going out there to run the stadium in Pittsburgh. So I'll be heading over to High School South this weekend, do a little stadiums there. But yeah, um, that may be the way to go because there are a couple buildings that are opened up. But if COVID gets bad, then they're going to cancel the race. Sure. Or on it. So stadium climbs may be the way to go. I'm going to have to change how I climb. I always take two steps at a time and use the handrail. Um, I have gone over and done stadiums and you really can't take two steps. It's really like a long angle. They're long. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. The railing ends at times, Yes, you know, and you go like this and all of a sudden you're like, you trip. It's like, whoa, where'd the railing really go? <laughs> so I'm going to have to change up how I climb, but I, I liked it when I did it. I, I, I'm a little, like I said, leery about going down especially this race is march in pittsburgh i'm really hoping the the stairs or the stadium's not icy see, yeah or slippery or something like that you know but hey i'll try anything once <laughs> whatever it is it's, it is yeah yeah it sounds fun it's um it's, it's another fight for air american lung association wherever it says it on here i'm a big supporter okay. of uh, the ala climb so yeah I'll be heading out there to do that. And then there's a few others coming up. Up in Hartford, I'm going up there to do a climb in Connecticut. So, yeah. That's so yeah. cool. What? I want to know what. So what's your training like? Like what's your. Stairs. Yeah. I get it. Stairs, I get stairs. it. But what else? Is it just, you know, you're doing intervals. You're doing, you know, is it the same okay. kind of idea as when you set up a running training program? Like there's. It's very okay. similar now, I've made some changes because you know you always have to change your workouts so your body doesn't get stagnant. So let me go to before COVID and what I'm doing now. So prior to COVID, what I would do is lunchtime, do my stairs, just kind of work on form. After work, three times a week, I'd be on the stairs. Now it's five stories. I would do that 20 times as my sprint workout, very like hard as I can. I would change it up, sometimes not using my hands, sometimes single step, double step. Other times I would run from my house 
over to the stairs. That's a two and a half mile workout. Run up to the top 10 times. But when I got to the top, I'd sprint the roof, do my push-ups, sit-ups, and you know, do that and then run home. I would also incorporate running one or two days a week just to keep the distance going and lifting one day. So I would be working out two times, sometimes two times a day. Okay. Beautiful. <laughs> now, now, COVID hits. Okay. Everything kind of stops, blah, blah, blah. I actually got COVID. I got COVID pneumonia. So things have changed. Now I have not gone back. In, oh, and then, so let me tell you this. Then I would go into the city at least once, twice a month. And I go to a law, a tall building and that would be my distance run for the day. You know, you always have to get your long run in. Mm-hmm. So whether it was a 40 story building, you do that four or five times, or if it's a 70 story building and you do that three times, that was my distance workout for the week. Now, COVID hits, there's no tall building, blah, 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 blah. I had to change things up. My brother-in-law is a trainer for redefining strength. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yeah. Redefining fitness. So he has set me up with a program there. So this is new to me. I'm in my second six-week cycle of trying these different lifting workouts. I'm still training on the stairwell every day at lunch. And one to two times a week after work, and then my running a couple times a week and three times a week doing this is redefining strength. He's not going to be happy to know I'm going to kind of go a little less on the redefining strength after the new year, after this six week term, because then I'm going to have to up the climbing because the first race is March 12th. I'm March 19th. I'm sorry. Excuse me. March 19th. So I am going to gradually up my climbing again. So that I'm going to be climbing like a crazy, silly, old lady again. So did you ever use a stair climber, like the stair climbing machines? <laughs> like that's. Yes. I have a Versa climber. Yeah. I love it. Okay. I have a lot of equipment here at my house. I have a Versa climber, a treadmill, ski machine, bike, and a whole weight equipment. And I never go to a gym. Well, last year I went, or two years ago, I went to visit my sister in Tennessee. And she brings me to her gym. And I'm this hot shot in my Empire State Building run-up shirt working out <laughs> her gym. So there's a stair climber and some guys on it. And he's on it forever. And I really wanted to try it. So when he got off, I went over. And I'm like, oh, I'd like to do it. He goes, well, how should I set it easy for you? I'm like, no, no, you don't have to set it easy. I've, I've done the Empire. I've done over 70 stair clubs. Oh, he sets it almost to the second to highest level. He starts, I'm going, I can't keep up. I fell off. My sister is behind laughing because I'm trying to hang on. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. my knees and shit. Oh my gosh. So I get back on and I haven't adjusted yet. Again, I go up. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Until I actually got off onto the floor and turned off. Yeah, so I was on a, a Stairmaster one time. Yeah. It was- <laughs> Those damn machines. <laughs> But I do have to say, it's not like climbing a building, all right? Climbing a building, you have stairwells that you have to, like, the Empire has a long stairwell. Like, it's, like, 20 feet long that you're running down and then up the next mm-hmm. right. uh, It's an old building. You go up, and then you're running down this hallway. Then you go up another. 
um, it, it's a stairmaster is very, it, you know, it's it's too. I don't know what the word is. It doesn't have the flow like I, yeah. Years like you're going to pass somebody grabbing. Like there's no versatility to it. It seems like maybe it's yeah, just like you're jogging. Like it's yeah. There's an art to grabbing the railing. You're not doing that on a stairmaster. You're not in a dusty stairwell like with all the kicked up dust that you have stair climbers cough for a week after. You're making yeah. this sound so glamorous. <laughs> I know. Uh, look, you're going to be kicking up. You're going to be hacking up dust for a week after there's this. A term for oh, it. Cough, especially when you finish outdoors, like at the Empire or Rockefeller, and you're inside, and all of a sudden you get that gasp of cold air. You're like, yeah, you just feel like strangled. But the and then the thing with uh, a stairmaster, you know, you don't have that where you have to pass somebody or bump their elbows to get through. If they're not letting you through, you kind of like hit them with their elbows to get through. Oh, yeah, yeah. If they don't get out of here, so it's mind. kind of like a roller derby, is what you're saying <laughs> when you're doing these sh- like small <laughs> stairs. You know you're not gonna do that, but yeah. <laughs> to the landings too when you come to the top of the flight and there's another landing to go up another i mean landing and another flight to go up you're putting your arm your hand on the next flight okay you're You're propelling your body around you're not lollygagging taking a bunch of little baby steps on that landing no momentum you're grabbing that next handrail and you're pulling your body it's an upper body workout too you're you're grabbing that and you're pulling yourself around to get up to that next flight. So yeah. So take that stairmaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like I, I can't remember the last time I was on a treadmill. I've run quite a bit and I can't stand those you know, it's it's it's, oh it's similar. There's no soul. There's no soul to it. No, I don't like it at all. Right. I, like I find myself going off the sides of them. Yeah, I'm not good at that. Yeah. So tell so tell us what what is it that you know you said that um oh I wrote this down because I love it S- the stairs were my salvation talk it, about a talk about a where's Oprah who's gonna like tweet that out or whatnot right <laughs> and she's like I'm gonna wait hold on can you repeat that I gotta I gotta um the stairs are my salvation. I'm going back to this for a minute and I know, you know, we're talking technical, we're talking physical, you know, you started this because, you know, you talked about emotion and what, what does this do for you? Because I know, you know, Brian and I, you can't go out if if you're having a bad day, what do you do? Go for a run. You run, you go for a run. That's, that's our religion. That's our, an attitude adjustment. That's everything is. You know, when you say that about your salvation, what does that do for you? What did it do for you when you were going through just, I mean, we didn't even get into everything with your husband and yourself and your kids. And what did it do for you then? And what does it still do for you now? It's it's still exciting and it's still new. Um, it's kind of like I started running when I was seven and I started like, 
doing road races when I was in middle school. And by the time I got out of college, it, you know, that spark wasn't there. And I still had that spark with climbing because um, I kept improving. And it was like, oh, let's see how good I can do. And every building is different. It's kind of like a 5K course. You can't say, oh, I beat my time from last week. It was a different course. Yeah, Yeah, there was hills. It was flat, blah, blah, blah. Um, So I kept improving and then traveling to different cities all over the world. It was like, it was so fun. Even if it was just for two to three days, uh, my one of my best friends who I, you know, dragged into stair climbing because she originally snuck me into the buildings in New York city and she would stand there and hold my coat. I'd be like, come on, Lynn, you know, do this with me. You can't just hold my coat. We'll stand, we'll stand under the stairwell. And so that's what we started doing. And then we started traveling all over and it was just so, so much fun to explore Toronto, you know, to go down to Dallas and, you know, just see these things, you know, you do the climb and then you go out to eat with everybody and you see the, the city and then you hop on a plane. I, I actually, this is really crazy. The um, Willis Tower, Sears Tower in Chicago, Yeah, that race is the weekend right before election, my busy season, all right? The race is a Sunday morning. I would have to work Saturday. I would catch a flight out there at four in the afternoon. Thank God I made up for an hour, and time change was also that hour. I got an extra hour. I would climb. At six in the morning, I would be one of the, the elites go off real early and they, they have you run in these buildings real early before they have to use them sure. or you come in. And I ran the race, hung out with everybody for a little bit. And then I caught my flight back to Newark airport. So I was there less than 24 hours. I've had other times when I could spend two days out there, but yeah, so it's, it's crazy. It's, it's fun. It's exciting. And I say it was my salvation because when I was climbing stairs, the Multiple Myeloma Research Foundation heard about this. And they were the ones that had the bibs to the empire because there's no way I could have gotten into the empire. I never did a race before. And I, you know, I said, okay, I'll try it. And I met the best group of people through this organization. And then I found out what this organization did. I mean, the founder, she was, she had, she was diagnosed with multiple myeloma and they told her there's nothing we could do for you. This was like 20 years ago. And she's like, no, I don't like that. (laughs) She took this organization and she started where they, started researching drugs they could do. And and now there's so many drugs on the market because of them. And the, it's not a death sentence. It was a death sentence before Kathy Gusty started the MMRF. I mean, she's, you know, a Princeton grad. She's really smart, blah, blah, blah. She knew what to do. Right. I'm sorry, Harvard grad. Uh, and she knew what to do. And because of her and raising funds, it, it gave hope to not just multiple myeloma, but other cancers and blood cancers, because it all falls into the blood cancer. But before before the MMR, there was nothing. It was like, okay, you know, you have three to five years to live. As she didn't like that. <laughs> right. So now with these drugs, I mean, I'm going on um, 
13 years with multiple myeloma. And I'm going to have, um, excuse me, my um, five-year birthday, it's called. My fifth birthday, my transplant will be uh, five years this February. And, um, you know, that's where I get a whole new set of cells in my body. And it's not to make you better, but that's to keep you in remission longer. They can't put healthy cells in a body that has cancer because then the cancer cells, the bad cells will just eat up the good cells they put in. So they have to get you better first with six months of heavy chemo. And then you, they, you go in for the transplant and then you get all these new healthy cells in your body. And then they hope that it keeps you in remission longer. And I've been in remission five years. And and that's, and that again, you say is coming up again. You have to do that again. No, no, no. no. It's my five year anniversary. Okay. Okay, Good. All right. No, what they do is um, you do what's called harvesting your cells, where they take all the good cells out of your body, and it's it's really a weird process. You prior to a stem cell transplant, they bomb you with different series of chemotherapies lead, leading up to it, and. You'll take a chemo pill every day. You'll get a shot of chemo once a week. You'll be on heavy steroids and all these other drugs. And then they will bomb you with a really heavy, heavy drug um, of chemo. And you lose your hair. You're all sick and blah, blah, blah. And then once they feel like all those bad cells are out, they're going to take your good cells out. They hook you up to a machine. Um, I was hooked up to it for five days. Wow. And takes the blood out you have two two ports or two things going in your neck and it takes one tube takes the blood out puts it into a machine like a washing machine it sounds like looks like something from old lost in space i know a lot of people don't know what that is (laughs) and um it separates the red the white and the plasma And then it keeps the good ones and then it warms up the ones they don't need and it puts it back into your body. And they do that until they have 9 million cells or enough for three transplants. But they say they'll only do two with it. I don't know. I guess if the doctor drops a bag, I don't understand. (laughs) Whoops. It's it's nice to have extra. (laughs) Yeah. So then that's what you use for your transplant. So I still have some in a freezer at University of Penn somewhere. However, if it doesn't take after one or two transplants with your own, then they will go and look for a donor. And that donor has to be a complete match, 100% match, because you can't put a cell that doesn't match right. in your body or else your body will reject it and you'll die. <laughs> so that's where you hear the people go out and they find a match somewhere in other part of the world or something. Okay. So, yeah. And- yeah. So right now I'll have my five-year anniversary. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday to me. And um, yeah, before the MMRF, that's why I'm like, they're a little spokesperson here that I will raise as much money needed because I still take chemo. I'm mm-hmm. on chemo every other day. I take a pill. Okay. To keep me going to make sure that one little rogue cell isn't in there and goes crazy. Cause it just takes one bad cell to like start dividing. Multiply, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sally, crazy. how did you know that you, that something was wrong? Because- okay. 
that's... You're running, right? You guys know when something's wrong, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, I was just running and I wasn't yeah. running well anymore. People are starting to beat me that shouldn't have been beating me. <laughs> okay. I was always tired. I was always sick. I was always injured. I could never recover. I, it took me longer to recover. Um, it, when I was sick, I was, I was just worn down. Then I, my running partner, um, I don't know if you remember Brian Downey. He moved out of the way. Yeah, yeah really fast runner, right? Yeah. We would meet once a week. It would be his long, slow run would be my fast, short run. You know, we'd meet somewhere and we'd run and he'd push me. And um, I fell. And he'd be like, how did you just fall? Where'd you fall? And I fell like three times. He's like, I'm not running with you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> So I went to the doctor and, you know, they did some blood work and they didn't see anything. So they sent me to a neurologist. She didn't see anything. I, I don't know. That's good or bad. When a neurologist, <laughs> We didn't find anything. I'm like, um, maybe check again. I think there's a brain in there. Yeah. <laughs> so she did um, more blood work and they found blood disorder. And from there, it's like, okay, what is it? Hepatitis, AIDS, you know, what disease, you know, cancer. Oh, cancer. What type? Leukemia, lymphoma, right. multiple myeloma. Right. You know, and then they did the dreaded bone marrow biopsy and they found that it was multiple myeloma. So I, I was just very in tune with my body. That's all. I. It's a shame that a lot of people with multiple myeloma, they don't find they have it until they're stage two because you just don't know it's running through your blood system. You know, you feel tired. Yeah, you're old. You know, you're worn down. It's work, whatever. Until stage two where it attacks the bones or an organ. You know, so that's a shame. Because that's what multiple myeloma does. I was I was right in the smoldering stage going into stage one. So they were able to watch me and then knock it down as soon as I hit that number. But a lot of people, you know, they're just walking around. I don't feel good. I don't it's feel crazy. good and Next thing they know, they break an elbow. They have broken vertebrae. It's like, what happened? And it's like, oh, it's multiple myeloma. Oh, it's now in an organ. You know, oh, now it's too late. Once yeah. again, there's running, you know, running's there to help yeah. you. <laughs> it, it is. It is. So, and stair climbing helped me because then I found this great group of people. I connected with them, other patients, people in the MMRF that are, you know, that run it. And we've done events together. They talked me into a crazy 200 mile Ragnar relay. Yes. <laughs> One of those. I've done so, it. Cape Cod. I did. Yeah. Oh, Oh, what did you think of it? Uh, it was interesting. I didn't sleep yeah. enough. And, and you know what? The per there was one person that didn't show up like the day before. So I ran like, you know, I, oh. I, I was the dude who was like the invite and, and, uh, and they were like, this guy's fast. Let him do the, <laughs> the extra leg twice. I, yeah. It's it was, weak. You guys oh, like, so you guys oh. traded off running. You didn't, you didn't just do the whole thing. The yourself. whole thing. Christine's ah. Christine, Christine did a hundred miler a couple recently, so uh, she's bragging. Become one of those? What the hundred miler? Yeah, it was stupid, but yeah. Mm -hmm. An ultra, like why? Well, there's many, there's many stupid things I've done, and I. Hey, you know what? Like you said, you do anything once, right, Sally? So. Oh, what? Which ultra did you do? Oh, good lord, the CNO Canal. At Western Maryland and, and West Virginia on the... Oh, 
lots of hills. Uh, no. It well, well, there, well there they, were a couple big things, but not. They so market. Much. They market it as an entry <laughs> level. As an entry were, level one hundred miler. Oh, that's impressive. No, <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> yeah, right? I did one marathon just to say, okay, I did it to shut people up. Oh, you're a runner. You never did a marathon. All right. Okay. Isn't that something? Yeah, it's like. Uh, yeah, but a hundred miler. Wow. Yeah, we we ran around her block one time for, uh, four, for forty miles. When I turned forty, <laughs> Sally, I wish I would have. I wish we would have connected because, by the way, the next race, which I think is going to be, I don't know when it's going to be, but okay. for my birthday, I like to raise. You know, I like to do something crazy or raise money for a charity. We actually have a charity that mm-hmm. we, the two fit crazies, have a charity it's, that we give to a local graduating a scholarship. So yeah, scholarship oh, to go to college every year. Um, but you know, we've raised money for different organizations, but we, we ran around my block is what? 0. 0.6. I think? It's, it's 0. 0.66. It's like a circle. It's six, six, it's six. Like, yeah. It's like the devil. And <laughs> we ran, we, I did a 40, 40 when I turned 40, ran 40 miles in loops around my block. <laughs> <laughs> it was like flights of stairs or stories or whatever. And, and wait, it gets better because there's elevation on this loop around my block. Like there's hills that then a hill that comes up. It's Sally, I did it with him I, with with, with, with her. her. Who whoever I with, am over no, here. No, with them, with, with everybody. After the sixtieth lap around her block, <laughs> this little incline that was, you know, no more than you know, fifty meters or so was like Everest. I'm like, this thing is just it started off with like that's not a hill at all. By the sixtieth time it was like, Jesus, I have to walk up this thing. Oh my goodness! Now, like neighbors, what were they doing? Were they nice? High fiving, beeping at us. Neighbors are just like, "Up, oh, Christine's <laughs> doing something crazy again." There she is. That's right. it's fine. They didn't have little kids, little twerps on their bike. Everything we did. We had there's we've had some people like you know we had, we had rest stops like water stops. <laughs> my my kids came out, ran a few laps. Christine's kids Great. ran a few yeah. laps. We had some running friends. We had a lot of people come out. I mean, people would come out and run a half marathon with they. You know, they ran up upwards of ten miles. Some of them and just you know, yeah, some people walked. It was just to you know raise awareness for health and movement and you know. That's- that's what we like. You're now you're involved in the next thing. You're in, you're in the web, Sally. Yeah, I think I'm going to do a run bike for the next one, so it's not all running. Yeah, a little run yeah. bike something. We'll see. Soon. Uh, don't worry. Don't worry. You've got the invite now. So, okay, I'm turning the interview around here. So, how did your body feel after 100 miles? <laughs> not good. <laughs> I, I did like. Could you like your recovery? What did you do? Nothing like. Um, the next day, I definitely like trained a client. That yeah, was stupid. that was dumb. That was stupid. Um, I want to say it took months to feel normal. Like it probably took six months not yeah. to feel like just something was wrong. Something was off. Um, I mean, yeah, I lost. I had some casualties in my toenails. Um, she's still getting a 30% discount on that, on that pedicure, on the pedicure. There's no nails. There's three of them are gone. They're back. (laughs) They're pretty much back now. It's been, that was April. So it's, I want to say it took a good six months to feel like I could run again. Okay. That is muscular. What about internally? Like your health? Did you feel worn down? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. My, Uh one of my good, uh, Dr. Mindy, she's actually on our podcast. She's a good friend. She, 
she's she's my um she's my medic when I do big races and whatnot. <laughs> she comes just you know she'll revive me in case something happens. <laughs> so Dr. Mindy, you know, I was telling her, I'm like, I just don't feel right. Like, and she said, Christine, you don't realize what you do to your organs. It's not just your muscles. It's that recovery of your organs. And it's interesting because I never thought of it like that. You think of, you know, you think of like your kidneys, you think of, you know, um, you know, what's going on with your lungs, your she's like, but everything is affected. It's as if like I sweat through three shirts the night after she said, your hormones are all off. It's just, this is your body kind of retaliating because it doesn't know what just happened and how to re-regulate itself. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, I bet. All right. What we do to ourselves. I know. <laughs> You're talking stair climb. That's why I'm like, yeah, it's got to, how honestly, how strong are your legs and your glutes? Like you probably have, to, you could crack walnuts <laughs> with right, I, how strong your legs and glutes are. They are, but I will tell you, my back, believe it or not, is huge and All strong right. because I use my arms as much as I use my legs. And for every step I'm taking, I am pulling with my arms. It's, I'm not going to waste the upper body. You know, you're fighting gravity. You got to pull. You know, don't, don't leave it all to your legs. No. So my upper body is really, really strong. My back, sometimes I don't like how my back looks. like because. Like, oh, enjoy it. Love that. Love the strong. Be proud of it. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's big. It's, like, it's oh awesome. Yeah, it's great. No, yeah, no. Yeah. If you're feeling your back's big, go take a look at some of those like bodybuilding women pictures. If you really want to make yourself that I just look at some of the clothes. I'm like, Oh boy. Like, look what I just did to my back. But I have to say, you know, my butt. Okay. Don't listen over there. I'll be the judge of that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, in genetics, you know, I never had a problem, you know, my legs and butt were always fine, but you know, going to my fifties, I'm going to be 60 now. I'm like, yeah, my butt still got it. Yeah. It's yeah, awesome. You know, yeah, I can I can rock that baby suit. I don't rock the bikini anymore. I got some scars and whatnot, but yeah, I can rock it. How how to. about the um, the doctor's reaction to you yeah. doing what you do? What, what what were the doctor's feelings on your exercise yeah. regimen of stairs? University of Penn, and they know it. you told them. Yeah, he you, knows I love. I he got sick like ten, like I don't know, over a decade ago, and my doctor was like, "The second you stop moving, it's all over." But I don't think he realized like who he was talking to <laughs> when he said that. So I, you know, I probably do way too much of what I'm supposed to do. However, mentally and whatnot. So I'm curious. Do you? Are you honest? Oh, I tell him everything because I like to give him the shock treatment when I go in there, you know, and he just laughs and he thinks it's great that he has, you know, a patient to do that. He has a professional boxer that, you know, is one of his patients. So he just loves this. And then, you know, after my transplant, I said, you know, I was invited to the Eiffel Tower and he goes, all right, well, you can go. But, you know, it was like a month later, he goes, but you're not going to win. So why don't you have them defer you? I'm like, okay, you know, he's honest. He busts me like that. And so I just... And then, you know, he he's like, I got you better so you can do these things. I'm like, well, you know, I got really drunk one night. I got you better so you can do these things. Go ahead. <laughs> no, he, he loves hearing that. In fact, 
you know you how you all I said this in the book how you have to get you know second opinions whenever there's anything you get is you get a second opinion on getting your car fixed you get right. a second opinion on your health right so when I was diagnosed locally with an oncologist I went to see this very well known one up at Hackensack and you know he wanted to start chemo on me right away I wasn't quite at that stage thank god I didn't because my husband got really sick and passed nine months later eight months later so I went down to Penn and I got my opinion and Dr. Statmauer looked at me and goes, you're beautiful. Keep doing whatever you're doing and I'll see you back. And I was like, well, I really like to run. Keep running. Is it okay if I drink? Keep drinking. I was like, you're my doctor. <laughs> we got so, Yeah, I tell him everything I do. He loves it. And he busts me. One time he walked in and he sees me sitting there waiting for me. He goes, Wow you got really good hair. It's a shame you're going to lose it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And then he came to see me. Of course, he came check check on me when I was in the hospital. And he's like, how are you feeling? I was like, oh, I think I'm about to vomit right now. And I ran into the bathroom, came back and vomited. He goes, good. I finally knocked you down. <laughs> it's working. I got to you. He goes, if, if that didn't happen, it wouldn't be right. I wouldn't be doing my job. He was so happy because I always walk in there. I did this. I did that. I go through treatment. And then so he was really happy to see me lose my hair and throw up. <laughs> That's a hell of a bedside yeah. manner. You need that yeah. though. Yeah. So he loves when I walk in there and tell him like all the crazy things I've done. Now, tell us, I mean, we know about you. How are your kids doing, by the way? I know you said that, you know, They're, they had the the gene or the whatever that was yep, the genetic disorder okay. uh that can cannot fight nurse tumors so my children are followed very closely at university of penn by the genetic specialist and other doctors there and they get their full body mris their full checkups you know they're there at least twice a year they can catch it early and have their surgeries as soon as something's caught you know um my husband he got his first tumor before I even met him, I started dating him. I was 18. He was 20. And he just had, you know, one removed off his lung at that point. And then they don't know it's genetic. You know, it was the early 80s. And he was, you know, every couple of years, something was found on him, but it was a different type of tumor. So they, there was no connecting the dots at that point, let alone other people in his family who had cancer. You just figure, hey, you live in New Jersey. You get cancer. That's right. You know, right? Yeah. <laughs> At this, you know, at that point, they didn't know that. It wasn't until, you know, years later. And then I pleaded with him before he passed to get the genetic test. He didn't want to get it. You know, we knew. We knew. Right. Um, but I pleaded with him because the doctors can't follow they unless they know that someone has it genetically. So I pleaded with him and he goes, okay, but promise me you won't get the kids tested. Okay. I won't. Well, as soon as he passed, <laughs> what did I do? I got my kids tested. So, um, yeah, because I knew they had to be followed. Good. Yeah. So I did that. You know, you don't always get along in a marriage. You know that. <laughs> it's, you don't tell everybody everything, you know, yeah, it's hard stuff, but, uh, you know, what? who's it going to hurt? You know, you know, our responsibilities to these kids and, uh, you know, you did the right exactly. thing for them. Exactly. So, yeah, I did that. And, um, of course, I don't regret it. You know, of course, my kids don't, you know, 
save their lives. So yeah, so they're doing very well. Uh, I have three, I will brag, I have three amazing children. They all have post-secondary educations. Um, masters from University of Delaware. She works at UConn. I have one who got her master's from Columbia University. She's an occupational therapist. I have another who went to New York Law School and he's an attorney here in Tom's River. Unbelievable. So I am just like, I'm so proud of them. You know, they're, they're my world, you know. So. I'm sure they're pretty proud of you too, mm-hmm. Ma. I think so. Well, I'm their crazy mother, you know. <laughs> I think they are. And then other times I'm like, Mom, what are you doing? Mom, don't post that on Facebook. Mom, okay, you may look good, but don't put that picture there. You know, like, <laughs> you're, like, you're like the mother. I have one daughter. She's like, my mom, mom you can't do that. Mom, uh-huh. you can't. That's you know? great. That's our jobs. We're we're here to, oh, yeah. you know, make our, make our kids awkward. So, yeah. Let's, um, I know that as we, you know, get to the end of our time together, it's no, really, yeah. I don't know, really important. We're going to have you back at some point. Only an hour, Sally. We're going to, we're going to have you back because we, there's going to be yeah. some stair climbing. I think that has to happen and <laughs> I'm in. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm not, I don't bullshit. I'm in. Tell me where okay. to be. I'm, and I'm of there. course you want to hear about when I beat Todd Durkin in the one arm. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> Maybe we'll have both of you on for that episode i want to be in your corner for that i'm gonna be like mickey on rocky i'll put the you know the yellow coat on we're good to go let's i'm i'm on team sally for that we should actually do a fundraiser like who's you know put the money either towards todd or put it towards me and it could go towards your your two (sighs) big right hey who do you think is gonna do more one-arm push-ups todd or sally (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm such an idiot. I can't believe I'm like I, I didn't even I didn't even have any beer to have beer muscles. Sally, we gotta, we gotta get to work because you know Todd's working his ass off this thing right now. Todd, Todd he hasn't stopped working. He's, yeah, he, he's like uh, you know looking in the mirror right now. He's I want to turn myself into a fire breathing dragon. Let's go, <laughs> hip, hip. I saw him this summer. I was walking. I was I was training a kid at the Point Pleasant Borough Track. And, uh, you know, me and this, this kid are out there doing a workout and I see two kids doing a, like playing football on the turf and I could tell they weren't from around here. They were, they were really good football players. Like, you know, they look like college players uh-huh. and up comes TD, you know, Durkin comes walking on the track and I say, I said, TD, he goes, who that, who's that? And I was like, it's Brian, man, two fit crazies. And he's like. Oh, hell yeah. All right. All right. You know, come in and come in and give me a hug, hug, you know, like we're hugging now or hugging and, and like, you know, so it's like he walks around like that all the time. Is that's not, there's no, there's no on off switch. That's just on. Oh, wow. His energy is amazing. That's great. All right. Sally, all right. Well, you have to enough. pump your book before we go. Right. Tell right. everyone uh, the book, book, where to get it okay. and your social media tags and everything so we can find you. Okay. So thank you very much. The book is Life Gets in the Way, Powering Through Adversity with Grit and Grace. And you could go to my website, sallycalxma.com, and there is a link. Or you could just go directly to Amazon or Barnes & Noble, and you could get the book there. And I just turned it into an audiobook. I spent the past year in the studio. So it's available on Audible and iTunes. You can also... Uh, you can listen to me more if you like listening to me now. I narrated it, and my three children made guest appearances. Cool. Speaking. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm so proud of them. I am, I am. My, my son read the eulogy and one of my daughters read the intro and my other daughter read the, um, the bit about me being inducted into the Hall of Fame because I didn't want to read about, you know, out loud. Oh, and I did this and I did that. So, so my, my daughter read that. So you can get the book there and it's, um, you know, it's the memoirs, but there's also little helpful workout tips in the back. And there's some recipes with my homemade limoncello. It's not all <laughs> like, you know, work out, do this, do the one arm push ups. you know, it's also a lot of fun too. So yeah, you could get it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Audible, iTunes, or just go to my website, sallycalksma.com. And what about Instagram, <laughs> Facebook? Ed <laughs> club in the back here. Love yeah. it. Love it. <laughs> Who's going to be yelling at me when I get off saying, why the heck did you just challenge Todd again? <laughs> out of that. I'm like, oh my God. We got this, Sally. That's we fine. got this. Don't All worry right, about it. it. We got this. I'll, right? bite, his, this. I'll bite his ankles because I play dirty and okay. you just get after it. It's fine. Okay. I'm going to go put the Rocky music on. <laughs> I haven't worked out yet. I left work early. Come on with you guys. And then I'm going to go work out. So yeah. Awesome. Uh, I got it. I got it. Todd, I got it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Throw in shade. We're throwing shade. There it is. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, thank you so much for having us. This is uh, for, uh, for, for coming on with us. Uh, this has been tons of fun. Super fun. No, we got to be in touch. I didn't realize you guys are right up the street. Right Rick. up the street. Yeah. I'm going to oh, go yeah. run the Jingle Bell on Sunday. Are you? Oh, are you? Yeah, yeah my you? kid. My kid's going to run, too. Colin's running. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, great. We'll have a good right. time. We'll have a good time. Good. All right. right, Sally, thank you so much. And um, with uh, with that said, it is Christine Conte. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.